48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines, the announcement that primary schools and kindergartens will close on Friday gets a mixed response from parents. Health officials warn about the silent transmission of the coronavirus in two moon and the government prepares another round of subsidies for businesses, businesses hit hard by the Omicron outbreaks. Government has announced that all childcare centres, kindergartens and primary schools will have to suspend face-to-face classes again by Friday in light of the Omicron outbreaks. It also plans to offer children over the age of five Sinovac jabs. Maggie Hill reports. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said classes will be suspended until after the Lunar New Year holiday. Speaking ahead of the weekly Executive Council meeting, she said suspending classes had been one of the most difficult decisions to make amid the pandemic because it will have a profound impact on the mental and physical health of children. But she noted that several young children had been infected with the Omicron variant of COVID-19 recently, and although they did not contract it at school, their teachers and classmates had to be sent into quarantine as a result. They did not get infected in kindergartens or childcare centers. They got it from their family members at home, but they went to school before the infection was detected. As a result, the childcare centers and kindergartens had to be closed temporarily, and teachers and classmates who were their close contacts were sent to quarantine camps. This is very undesirable, as we don't want to see such small children being sent into quarantine. Mrs. Lam said there are silent transmissions in the community, which means some people who may not know they are infected could spread the coronavirus to their young kids, who may then infect their schoolmates. The CE also noted some schools had seen clusters of upper respiratory tract infections, and since the symptoms are similar to a COVID infection, it's difficult to tell the difference. Mrs. Lam says secondary schools are not affected as older children can take care of themselves better. Meanwhile, she announced that authorities have decided to offer Sinovac jabs for children aged between 5 and 11, and this will be done by outreach teams at schools after classes resume. Older children can already receive the jabs. Parents RTHK spoke to had mixed views about again closing schools. Some said they understood the decision because the Omicron variant was now spreading in the community. But others, like this mother, were concerned about their children's academic performance. I'm worried about the exam because like they are primary five, so the exam is most important for them. The final station will go into their high school, right? I hope it's delayed to until they are ready. Maybe delayed one year, maybe it's better than and they need to study harder and harder. Health officials have warned of silent transmission of the coronavirus in Toon Moon after more cases emerge in the district. These include people linked to a pharmacy there, as well as a security guard at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre. Andy Wong reports. Health authorities said they will set up more testing facilities in Toon Moon in view of the new cases. Here's Dr Chuan Shokwan of the Centre for Health Protection. We do think that there may be a risk of silent transmission in the community. That's why we are arranging uh, increased testing facilities and ask people living and working in the treatment area to get free tests as soon as possible in the coming few days. Health authorities said two more people linked to a pharmacy in Tun Moon visited by a Cathay Pacific flight attendant late last month. An 11-year-old boy and his mother, a 45-year-old housewife, have tested preliminary positive. They developed fever last week and visited a private doctor in Tun Moon, but were not tested for COVID-19. 
The boy's 20-year-old sister and the 47-year-old father have already been confirmed with the infection. The father runs the Tong Ah dispensary at the Hans Shopping Mall in Tunmun. Dr. Chuan said genome sequencing showed the virus carried by members of the family matched with that carried by the flight attendant. She also reminded people to get tested for COVID if they develop symptoms. Meanwhile, a security guard who lives in Moon and works at the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre has also tested preliminary positive. She is responsible for distributing supplies at the camp and helping to carry people's luggage. Her colleagues who ate with her will be sent to quarantine. In all, the Centre for Health Protection reported 21 cases, including eight local infections. Now the weather, mainly cloudy, cool in the morning and at night. Minimum temperature will be about 15 degrees in the urban areas tomorrow and a few degrees lower in the new territories. Sunny intervals during the day. Maximum temperature will be about 19 degrees. Moderate to fresh east-northeasterly winds. The outlook remaining cool in the morning. The following couple of days, a few rain patches on Sunday and Monday. Temperatures currently 16 degrees, humidity 67%. Tune to RTHK, the time has just gone past 5 minutes past 11. Authorities have locked down two buildings in North Point and Two Moon after preliminary positive cases were identified in the blocks. In a statement, the government said anyone living in Phase 3 of Maple Gardens on Quinoa Street and Block 3 of Putin Estate on Ming Kum Road must get tested. The operation in North Point is expected to last until 6.30am, the one in Two Moon until 7am. Chief Executive Carrie Lamb says that the government is preparing another round of subsidies for businesses hit hard by the Omicron outbreaks. Damon Pang reports. Carrie Lamb said details of the fifth round of anti-epidemic fund will be announced on Friday. She said the government will offer financial help to industries that never quite rebounded, such as the tourism sector. The CE noted around $4 billion is left in the fund and the government will ask for approval from the legislature if more funding is needed. The Liberal Party welcomed the move, saying it's thankful for the government's swift decision to help out. But Party Chairman Tommy Chung, who is also the lawmaker representing the catering industry, said it would be even better if Mrs. Lam would order the reopening of regulated premises, saying there hadn't been a mass outbreak of local cases. I think if we can open our businesses to normal hours, or at least extend it to having a dinner time where we can open for business, and also for my listed premises, the bars, the karaoke's and the nightclubs. That would actually help a lot more than just giving the subsidy. Mr Cheung also urged the government to consider bringing forward stricter mandates originally slated for the end of next month and let restaurants stay open for longer hours every day. The DAB's Vincent Cheng said the government needs to streamline the subsidy granting process, saying some applicants have had to wait for up to six months for the money. He also called on the government to roll out another round of consumption vouchers. Lawmaker Kingsley Wong from the Federation of Trade Unions said the government should learn from experience and avoid giving the money out through employers. He said the money should be handed out directly, capped at $9,000 for a maximum of six months for those who are forced into non-paid leave or have lost their jobs because of the pandemic. Older people have been making the most of new rules, giving them priority for walking inoculation at 24 centres. The rules which took effect today mean that only people aged 60 and over can get a same-day ticket for a jab. This woman said she arrived early in Lychee Cock and was inoculated at 9 o'clock, though her 58-year-old friend was not so fortunate. 
What a pity. Why is it only people aged 60 or above who can get the ticket? They didn't say that before. When we came yesterday, we couldn't get a ticket. And today, she also couldn't get one. She just left. I came here yesterday, but I couldn't get a ticket because there were too many people queuing. I came here around 9 yesterday, but they told me all the tickets had been given out, so I came at around 7 today. The arrangement is very good. I didn't want to get vaccinated before, but when they said they were giving out same-day tickets, I decided to take a jab for my own peace of mind. Researchers at the Polytechnic University say studies suggest that places such as Sha Tin, Kung Tong and Yulong will be high-risk spots for contracting COVID-19 by next week. John Shi, the director of the university's Smart Cities Research Institute, said the finding was based on factors such as vaccination rates, social distancing and mobility data. However, Professor Shi said restrictions introduced last week would reduce the risk. If we compare this country measures versus to without those measures, the prediction on the date of January 11th, which is reduced from 0.71 to 0.661, so it's about 10% of a risk reduction. So it positively contribute to control the spread of Omicron in the community. A mainland expert on Hong Kong affairs says the SAR will not adopt the democratic system of the mainland or the West, but a new version that fits its capitalist model. Wang Shenmin, vice president of the Chinese Association of Hong Kong and Macau Studies, said at a forum in the capital that foreign-backed anti-China forces had led the territory on what he called a deviated path of democracy. He said Beijing had put Hong Kong back on track with, as he put it, a combination of punches. Mr Wang said people should toss away their fantasy of Western-style democracy here. The Hong Kong SAR's democracy is directed by the central government. But Hong Kong's democracy won't adopt the mainland's model. It won't be mainlandized. But of course, I personally think there's a lot to learn from whole process people's democracy. Anyway, Hong Kong's democracy under one country, two systems won't be Western or mainland style, but it'll be a new Hong Kong-style capitalistic democratic system. District Court has handed down sentences to five people aged between 17 and 28 for breaching the anti-mask law at a protest in 2019. Three were sentenced to 10 weeks in prison each, while a student got 140 hours of community service and a secondary school pupil was sent to a rehabilitation centre. In sentencing, Dep- Deputy Judge Ko Wai Hong said the media had reported on the anti-mask law extensively and it was impossible that the defendants had not been aware of the legal consequences of their actions. He said deterrent sentences were therefore needed. Another 58 local COVID infections, possibly linked to the outbreak of the Omicron variant in Tianjin, have been reported in Anyang City in the north of Henan. Elsewhere in the central province, anti-pandemic measures are being tightened and testing stepped up. Natalie Cheng reports. The Xinhua News Agency says 84 locally transmitted cases have now been confirmed in Anyang City since the first case was reported on Saturday. The city's government says the first cases are believed to be linked to the same transmission chain as the local infections in the Tianjin municipality, which have been confirmed to be caused by Omicron. On Monday, Anyang officials said two of the patients had caught the highly transmissible COVID strain from a student who returned to the city on December the 28th. The municipal government on Monday evening banned all vehicles from roads and required all residents to stay put while an epidemiological investigation is underway. 
All supermarkets have suspended business other than selling daily necessities. Shops have been closed and takeout services have also been suspended. In the provincial capital Zhengzhou, classroom teaching has been stopped, along with dining services at restaurants and transport, as officials battle a coronavirus outbreak that so far spread to more than 100 people. Tens of millions of nucleic acid tests have been carried out in Zhengzhou in six citywide mass testing campaigns. The World Health Organization says more than half of Europe's population will have been infected with the Omicron coronavirus within six to eight weeks. WHO Regional Director for Europe, Dr Hans Kluger, was speaking at a news conference. He said the variants had already spread rapidly and action needed to be taken. How each country now responds must be informed by its epidemiological situation, available resources, vaccination uptake status and socio-economic context. The region saw over 7 million newly reported cases of COVID-19 in the first week of 2022, more than doubling over a two-week period. Kazakhstan's president has made a rare attack on his mentor and predecessor, Nursultan Nazarbayev, saying a small group of people have become very wealthy under his rule. Kasim Jomart Tokayev told the country's parliament the system had been based on the principle that Mr Nazarbayev's friends could do what they liked, but the law was applied to everyone else. The former president stepped down in 2019 after more than 30 years of autocratic rule. Earlier, Mr Tokayev said a Russian-led military force, which helped to quell nationwide unrest, would begin leaving on Thursday. Kazakhstan legally approached its partners in our security treaty with a request to send a peacekeeping contingent. It's necessary to understand that at the moment we took such a decision, we could have lost control of Almaty. The most intense phase of the counter-terrorism operation is now complete. All regions are stable. Video of a young girl in Kashmir mimicking a TV reporter to complain about the appalling state of the roads has gone viral in India. BBC Simon Ponsford has the details. In the video, the unnamed young girl picks her way through thick mud and big pools of water. She says these roads in Kashmir are so dirty that no guests can come and visit. As she laments what she sees, the young reporter directs the camera person, referred to as Mum, to film footage of potholes and dumped rubbish. She says she hopes the authorities will listen and fix the problem. Last year, a six-year-old girl, also in Kashmir, went viral in India with a plea to the Prime Minister, Narendra Modi, to give students less homework and ended up changing government policy. And of our top stories tonight, the announcement that primary schools and kindergartens will close from Friday gets a mixed response from parents and health officials warn about the silent transmission of the coronavirus in Toon Moon. And that's the news from RTHK. You're listening to Peter King. Say we'll always be together. Tell me you love me too.
Captain Katie Kassoon from the mid-70s Sugar Candy Kisses into our second hour this Tuesday night. The Dying Embers, almost Wednesday morning here. I guess if you're on the west coast of uh, the US, you're just back getting out of bed. Radio Pete at Gmail if you'd like to be in touch as we play you a track now from Herman's Hermits. Dream. 